If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Maybe you're watching or listening uh, from the UK. Oh. Uh, UK making some uh, making some changes. With the, the new prime minister, uh, he said uh, he's got some issue with electric cars. He, is he putting an extension cord on the whole election uh, electric car requirement? Potentially. The, okay. Yeah, the UK government saying uh, yesterday that it's going to delay a ban on the sale of new gas and diesel cars okay. for five years. So they had planned to, for for pollution mm-hmm. and emissions mm-hmm. and clean energy and all that they had planned to ban the sale of new gas and diesel cars by 2030 they have now moved that back five years to 2035 as you might okay. imagine this triggered a lot of reaction and it has angered especially the car makers who warned that the move by the uk to delay uh, the implementation of that ban will undermine the industry's efforts to switch to electric vehicles. And so essentially what they're saying is we've been building gas combustion engines mm-hmm. for a long time. Right. And you came out and said, you want us to move to electric cars. We started making the investments in the research, the development, the infrastructure, the production, uh, the consumer sentiment, et cetera. Yeah. And now we want to delay that by five years. That es- essentially puts an extension cord on, on the, on the ban, mm-hmm. making that continue to invest in both technologies for another five years. Yeah, but also uh, the real big issue is the fact and the reason he's doing this is because the consumer. That's right. The, the people that he's he's being the prime minister for and speaking for the people, uh, he's realizing, all right, well, here's the big issue. It's going to cost a lot of money for these families to buy an electric car as opposed to a gas-powered car. That's right. Prime Minister Rishi Shunak, uh, as he watered down some of the government's green energy policies, said we seem to have defaulted to an approach that will impose unacceptable costs on hard-pressed British families, he said. If the government stuck to its current climate policies, he says they risk losing the consent of the British people. I think that's basically saying they're going to be real ticked at us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think he's picking his battles here. He's like, do I want to upset a few car manufacturers yeah. and just tell them, hey, by the way, the deadline got pushed a little bit and you're upset now, but it's not going to be a huge deal later? Or does he want to take the full wrath of the entire UK of right. people saying, yeah, Get this guy out of here. Yeah, yeah. So strategic move on his part. And he says they're still going to, they're going to ease the transition to electric vehicles and they'll still meet their international commitments to hit net zero by 2050. So it's only five-year push. Pushback. O- only a five-year push. I mean, that's the biggest thing right now with electric vehicles is I, I like the idea of it. Right. It's the cost right now. Right. Because, I mean, you say, all right, a car, gas-powered sedan, could probably buy it for 30 grand-ish, okay. depending on the car. That same type of vehicle size-wise in the electric side <laughs> could be say 50 right or more right. depending on the brand so it it's that do i want to spend that much money it's it's kind of reminds me of 
the cash for clunkers program. If they have something like that for electric vehicles, when when oh. twenty thirty or twenty fifty comes around, charge to me give nothing me, to get rid of it. Yeah. yeah, charge me nothing to get rid of it, and then give me money yeah. to then buy the other. Then uh, I'm all for that. But right now, the rebates and things they're good, some of them, but yeah. um, not enough. I worry about the batteries. Sway my, yeah, I worry about the batteries too, and that's honestly where. I think it's a good idea to push it back a little bit because yeah. if you're ramping up all this stuff, they still have not uh, fully met that requirement of, okay, we got this high-powered vehicle. We need these high-powered batteries. I just feel like that has not lined up yet. Yeah, and the technology might, you know, think about what how different it's going to be in five years. Right. How different it was five years ago. Maybe the batteries will be... Uh, much more reliable, get me a further distance, easier mm -hmm. to charge, not as volatile. Let's have all those things. Yeah, I don't, my car's, I don't want my car blown up, like, just <laughs> because I'm char charging it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the same thing with phones. I mean, as, as technology continues to uh, get better and better, um, your phone battery, you know, like we were saying the other day, how it was getting hot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't want my car giving off radiation. <laughs> It's like, oh, well, we're we're getting rid of these greenhouse gas emissions, but we also have radiation uh, problems now because of, of batteries. Yeah. Um, but the phone thing, um, we were hearing this on the news earlier about uh, with Alexa and even the Siri. Uh, they've made some updates to where they're like, oh, yeah, you can just ask it one question and then just keep asking more questions and it's totally <laughs> fine. It's just they'll they'll handle that for you. It's because, yeah, they're, the phone's always listening. And they're making all these updates. Yeah. Um, I did I did update my phone, though. I, I'm in the process of updating my phone now. It has a cute little Apple oh, on it. Oh, yeah. Just it's going to be that way for the next hour, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, the phones, well, I mean, they're listening. Think about what you did with consumers here. It, it, so Siri is, and it's probably going to set off a bunch of stuff right probably, now. But Yeah, set off my um, uh, Siri, Alexa, all these other devices, um, they are always listening. Oh, yeah. Uh, we found out that our TVs are listening. We found out that your automobile is reporting big data on mm -hmm, you as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it, no, it seems like no one ever asked, but there was really just kind of this silent evolution to we're always being monitored. Right. And everyone sees that when, when you start talking about something repeatedly, it starts showing up in your ads. Yeah. Uh, on your phones and, and web browser. So, I'm, I mean, at, at what point do we... Does this hit a wall and we say, okay, stop the listening? I don't think it will. No. Yeah, they're not. We can say it as much as we want, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's going to just keep listening. As long what, as we want the convenience of What's going to end up happening is we're going to have all these electric car ads that are going to show up. <laughs> no, it, it's like that. I mean, because we talk about all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. And. I, I have, there are things that I talk about on the show that I have never once actually Googled. It's just been in conversation and then boom, it yeah. ends up being on the, on the ads. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's proof that that stuff's listening. Well, you know how you, how uh, business uh, offices, they have the white noise or the pink noise yeah. piped in to quell conversation and, and make it a little bit more of a, uh, a good working environment. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll come out, maybe they've already got it. Some sort of device that is the white noise for Siri and Alexa. You oh. turn it on and it can't recognize human voice. Oh, See, I just use the cone of silence. The, you have one of those? Yeah, just the cone <sighs> of silence. That's, I sold mine. That's how I make my phone calls and 
Anything important conversations is always the cone of silence. Um, but yeah, there's always kind of, there's actually some cool updates. I don't know if anybody's switched to the iOS 17, um, but I, I like it so far. Yeah. But um, the the one thing I don't have is the Apple Watch. Oh, right, I've right. just got an off-brand watch and it works just fine. But uh, the Apple Watch, it detects all kinds of different things. Even oh, people like, live by them. They yeah. love them. Like, oh, yeah, I got to close my circles. I got to oh, yeah. do all these different things. Um, did it detect that this woman in Michigan uh, <laughs> fell down the toilet? So we saw this story come across late yesterday, and I knew we had to talk about it today because, I mean, who doesn't want to talk about a woman who had to rescue her watch, her Apple watch, from uh -huh. an outhouse toilet? Ooh. She was in mm. northern Michigan. She had to be rescued Tuesday of this week because she she climbed into an outhouse toilet down mm. in the area where you don't want to go and uh, to retrieve her Apple Watch, oh. and she became trapped in there. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, the woman whose name has not yet been released. Hopefully never, because <laughs> I would be so embarrassed. Lowered herself. I don't. Would you put that on your dating profile? Once trapped in an outhouse, I wouldn't would even that, would, yeah, would I that wouldn't anybody. Put the the description. I would just put the link to the article. <laughs> the woman whose name was not released lowered herself inside the toilet after dropping her Apple Watch in into the into the area yeah. there uh, at at a DNR boat launch at Dixon Lake in uh, Ostego County's Bagley Township. State police said that first responders were called when the woman was heard yelling for help. Oh, no. The toilet had to be removed, and a strap was used to haul the woman out. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, the police said in a, in a news release, if you lose an item in an outhouse toilet, do not attempt to venture inside the containment area. Mm -hmm. Didn't know they called it a containment area. That makes sense. You know, I don't think that uh, <laughs> you're going to end up seeing signs every outhouse. Because, you know, you see the signs where, like, don't put this in there, don't put this yeah. in there. Because someone has done it. Yes. And so now you're going to see these signs. It's just going to say, do not climb into the toilet to retrieve anything. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know how much the, depending on what Apple Watch she has, how, I don't know how much it costs, but they are, they are kind of expensive. They're expensive, sure. Is that worth it? Is it worth climbing into the depths of the, that yeah. uh, to, to retrieve it? Or is it just a, hey, I'm just going to buy a new one. State police did not say Wednesday if the woman was injured or if the watch was recovered. Right. So we don't even know if she got the watch out of there. All we know is she was trapped in the containment area. Nope. I would until not somebody had to haul her out. If I can, if I could see it, <laughs> if I dropped it and I could see it and I could fish it out some way, oh. I may <laughs> consider it. But I would, you know, what I would do is I'd mm. put that thing up for sale. I would clean it. And put it up for sale because there's no way. Gift it maybe. There's no way I'm putting that back on, man. There is no. There is not enough bleach, Lysol, all these different things to clean that off. Um, and honestly, I've been in some of those outhouses that are in northern Michigan. And going in there, definitely not going to go in there. And I used to work for a porta potty company, and yeah, if they drop something in there, I'm do you ever not, find yeah. watches in there? You honey? know. I didn't find a whole lot of stuff, but I know uh, my coworkers because we did uh, the tailgating for Notre Dame, yeah, uh, and all the porta potties that were there. Money and flips. There's all kinds of stuff, <laughs> all kinds of stuff that people that have been tailgating and having you know oh. a few beverages 
that they just, you know, they set down a purse, they set down a phone, they do yeah. whatever, and then they just walk out because they don't remember that they were in there. <laughs> and yeah, they're just like, yeah, so we have this like whole bin of just random wow. lost and found stuff. Yeah, I wonder if anyone, anyone ever came by looking for keys to a private jet or something. Right. Because you see the South Bend International Airport. Oh, yeah. When there's a Notre Dame game, it mm-hmm. fills up with private jets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's some fancy stuff down there. Don't I'm lose sure. those. Yeah, those would, you might have to go into a would you container go, for. If you dropped a watch or a phone or something important, would you go in and no, try and get it? Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, I would get a net. I would go out and buy a net. I would block off the outhouse, get it, go get a long necked yeah. net and fish it out, and then, as you mentioned, disinfect it as best I could. Disinfect it and then put that then thing up it. for sale. Yeah. Or uh, somebody's getting an Apple Watch <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's not chocolate on that uh, Apple Watch. Yuck! <laughs> that's so gross. Hopefully, you haven't had breakfast. What are you this doing morning. that you drop your watch down there? I don't know because <laughs> I mean it doesn't. I don't know how the band works, but it doesn't just slip off. No. So, and why would you take it off in the bathroom? I don't, I, know. I don't know. Very odd. Just maybe and, she was washing her hands on the way out and just flung it by accident. Maybe, but that was probably it. I would not climb into one of those things no. ever in my life. <laughs> Ugh. Will you quit playing with your phone? I'm just checking out all the new stuff. Uh, Ken decided to update his phone, which I, I was surprised that you had not done that already because you're an, you're an Apple nerd. Well, I was on Wi-Fi uh-huh. um, in, a, in a foreign location, and I knew it was going to take three years to update. Oh, yeah. So I had to delay. All right. Yeah. Uh, you like it so far? Uh, so far, so good. I like the little when you're in a text message and you want to type, you want to retype a piece of it Mm -hmm. and you have to move the cursor forever in a day. It's been a pain Mm -hmm. to move the cursor to the right place. But now it seems they seem to have improved that. Very nice. Not only does it, is it more accurate and more friendly? It uh, has a a better magnification of where it goes with, with my eyes. You need that. I like that. uh, I have the 12 and I can update it and still works. Because some of those updates that (laughs) when you have an older phone, sometimes you update it and it's like, yeah, this phone doesn't do very well. And it then it drains the battery and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's time for a new phone. When you look at the updates and it says, this is more efficient at draining your battery. Yeah. You don't want to do that. No, definitely not. Uh, new millionaire in uh, Grand Rapids. Right. We saw this come across. This was an exciting story for one Michigan man who had to closely look at the fine print on his scratch-off ticket mm. to confirm that the money he won wasn't fake. <laughs> 54-year-old from Kent County chose to stay anonymous after purchasing his $4 million instant game ticket at a Sitco gas station in Grand Rapids. It was a scratch-off? It was a scratch. That's why he was so confused. He paid maybe five bucks, ten bucks for that thing? Uh, uh, Well, yeah. He, He... Won $50 from another instant game, and he reinvested his winnings by purchasing a $30 Millionaire's Club scratch-off ticket. Okay. And pocketed the rest of the money. So I didn't know you could buy $30 scratch-off tickets. I thought like $10 was like as, as high as you could go. That's I did not know $30. A $30 scratch-off ticket? When, I mean, when does that make sense in your head? If if the reward is four million dollars, <laughs> well, sure. I'm sure he's like, <laughs> and who knows how many of those he's purchased in the past. But yeah, if I was at you know a gas station right now <laughs> and I was looking at the scratch off tickets, yeah. the most I usually ever buy like two bucks. 
I don't even go to the $5 ones because lately my scratch off rewards have been nil and I have not made any money off of it. So, I mean, you got to go big. You got to go, go big, I guess. You got to go bigger. When So the anonymous person said, when I scratched the ticket and saw that I had won $4 million, the first thing I did was call my brother. He told me uh -huh. to make sure it wasn't one of those prank lottery tickets. Yep. So he flipped it over. He read the back, the fine print. He said once he confirmed it wasn't a prank, he called lottery to have them confirm them, confirm their prize as well. Uh, the man who is from Kent County, um, he had a choice. He could he could do the four million mm -hmm. in installments, or he could take a lump sum. The lump sum was worth two point seven million dollars. What do you think he did? Uh, probably took the lump sum. He took the lump sum, $2.7 million. He plans to use the winnings, he says, to pay bills and embark on a well-deserved travel adventure. Nice. Yeah. He says winning still feels unreal, but he, he's really going to sink. It's going to sink in once he starts cashing that check and paying things Heck off. Heck yeah, $2.7 yeah. <laughs> million. That's, uh, that fills your pocket up pretty that's good. That's not bad. I mean, that's like $3 bucks almost. And off 30 bucks. Yeah, you know, a yeah, thirty dollar investment, and really, he he wasn't even thirty dollars. He was already plus twenty dollars at that he point was. with that that day. Yeah, so he's a uh, two point seven million and twenty dollars richer. That is something else, man. Grand Rapids. Now I need to go and get a thirty dollars scratch off <laughs> ticket and risk it. Hopefully, he doesn't buy an Apple Watch and lose it in the in yeah. The don't honey, you don't drop it in the toilet in the honey bucket. He's one that uh, he, if he <laughs> drops it in, he's just going to buy a new one. So he can afford it. <laughs> yeah. Very excited to have Berrien County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford waking up early. Looking nice, man. Thank you. Giving us some uh, some fashion tips earlier about uh, some little secrets that you have that I will not reveal. Appreciate um, that. Thank you. But some, uh, some, you're looking looking nice today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, you're I don't be... think he dressed for us. I think he dressed for the regular Berrien County Commission <laughs> meeting. Oh. But we'll we'll take credit. Yeah, we we'll, can take credit for it. We'll take credit for yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. He just Johnny's happened to y also have a meeting. Yeah, I just John, happened to. Yeah. Johnny's yeah. got his YMCA. Those of you watching the stream on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, the, where else do we have it? YouTube. Or YouTube. You've yeah. got the YMCA. Why, yeah, this YMCA. is the uh, 2023 race for the YMCA okay. that I uh, I was the DJ and uh, MC for. Nice. So I've got the T-shirt. I've got a ton of 5K t-shirts. You know how many 5Ks I've actually run in my life? So many. Probably about three. Oh, that and many? I, yeah, no. Ouch. I haven't, well, we'll say run. I've actually walked most of them, but yeah, I have about probably 20 t-shirts. Speaking of races, uh, there are a few races coming up in uh, the area. Nice segue. Mm -hmm. This fall, thank you. Thank you. The uh, I set you up with that with this t-shirt. This t-shirt. The t-shirt is what often, did it. Yeah. <laughs> we should do this for a living. They would pay us if we were any good. The uh, uh, Speaking of races, though, this fall there's an election. Uh, WSJM is co-hosting the uh, forum over in St. Joseph for the city commission there, but you have put together through Berrien Ford the future of Benton Harbor debate, and this is going to be focused on Commissioner at Large and mayoral races for the city of Benton Harbor. So, Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford, welcome to the WSJM Studios. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Tell much. us a little bit about what you put together here, and why are you calling it the future of Benton Harbor debate? So, number one, I wear multiple hats. I'm Berrien County Commissioner. I'm also the Executive Director of Berrien Forward, a 501c4 nonprofit which allows us to do political work. We can't overtly say vote for anyone, but we can get very into the weeds of politics and get people at the forefront of the issues that are facing them today. So we decided to put on this debate and we partnered with Voters Not 
uh, Politicians Education Fund to the air of legitimacy is what I really want to bring to specifically Bed and Harbor politics when it comes to debates. We have massive issues facing the city of Benton Harbor right now, and I want to give every candidate an opportunity to speak to those issues, but in a substantive way. And the reason why I'm calling it the future of Benton Harbor debate is because if you heard Governor Whitmer recently at her What's Next address, one of the things she's talking about is moving to a clean economy and moving to a green economy and what the state legislature is going to be doing around climate change. One of the questions that we want to pose to the candidates is how will you help position Benton Harbor to benefit from that green economy. And if you don't think the green economy is a good idea, if you want to double down on natural resources, natural gas, I want to give them the ability to espouse that. Mm -hmm. Because I think right now in our country, we're losing that, that civic discourse that made us so strong for so long. And I think by imbuing it back at the local level, hopefully it will branch its way back up to what we see in the federal government right now, which isn't, which isn't great. No, no. Uh, someone, some would say quite dysfunctional at the federal <laughs> level. Right. Uh, for Benton Harbor, so do you have all four candidates for commission yeah, signed so up? All four candidates for commission. What we're doing is we're extending the invitation to everyone, every candidate that's running, all four commissioners at large and both people that are running for mayor of the city of Benton Harbor. And we have the run of show built for if one person shows up, if six people show up, we've yeah. got great responses from the candidates. So I believe we're going to have great attendance. But one of the things I wanted to do was create this event around the individuals sitting in that crowd that are going to be voting on November 7th. Yeah. Right. It should to me, it is a foregone conclusion that if you're a candidate running for office and there's a debate, you should show up. Yeah. Right. Because if you think the person on the other side doesn't know what they're talking about, that's a great reason to show up to show that you do know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And if you feel like it's a close competitive race, you need to be there and espouse why you yeah. are better than this person to lead the city forward. Because I don't think there's a single person that believes Benton Harbor's future isn't on the line. There's a lot of things happening right now from what we just saw with the lead lines, right? right. Mm-hmm. What are the plans in the city of Benton Harbor to avert public health crises in the future, whether it's COVID, whether it's lead lines, whether it's something that might be on the horizon, PFAS is an issue. Like, what are the plans for each of these candidates to say, I want to put something forward so that we have right. we have something on document, black and white, on what we'll do to address these problems? Lots of questions like that will be asked to really get into the substance. It's not just going to be, you know, what's your favorite color and what made you run for office. We really (laughs) want to get into the meat and bones because right now we're at a pivotal moment. There's more money available for local government than there probably has ever been from the federal and state level. And how can we use this moment that may not be there in the future? Sure. We may not keep the House majority in Michigan. We may continue to have a divided Congress in the federal level. We could have a change in the presidency. We could not. So how will you use this moment that we have right now to set Benton Harbor up for the future? Not only talking about the issues, but will there be any discussion about Benton Harbor government itself? Yes. To figure out, okay, are we as functional as we can be? Can we mm-hmm. be better? Because more times than not, uh, Mayor Muhammad, he's 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 wrangling the council. Yeah, he's trying to say, okay, that was a good point of discussion, but it, the, now is the time to vote. Now is the time to right. move forward on this on this proposal. Like, or we already had this conversation, right. or this is something for committee. This is yeah, and, and it just makes a lot of dysfunction happen during that that process when when it is. You need to move forward and you need to make something happen. You need to vote on something. How do you see that going? 
You know, I, I see in the long run, specifically with Benton Harbor politics, I think you have individuals that have been there for a long time who the issues of the day have been things today that they've been fighting for since the early 2000s. Sure. So I can understand why the emotions get wrapped up into it and yeah. why it isn't as easy. But I think it's also not lost on anyone that the progress that Benton Harbor has made, like think about a decade ago, looking at downtown Benton Harbor yeah, right. to what it is today. Mm-hmm. You don't, what, what I love about downtown Benton Harbor today, because the Berrien Forward offices are down there, I have five or six options to eat right around me. Yeah. Right. Good you've options. Got good options. You've got Mason's Within, Jar. Yeah. Short walking distance. Short walking distance. Yeah. Mason's Jar. You have, you know, Soul's Ground Cafe. You have Lark's. You have mm-hmm. the pizza, pizza shop right there. Ben's Pretzels. Forte Cafe. Like, you got a theater right down the street with Ghostlight Theater. Like, things are happening in the city of yeah. Benton Harbor. And what I want specifically from this debate is our discourse to start to reflect how much this city is at the forefront of conversations around the state and nationally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've got the debate. It's coming up. Uh, It's going to be a candidate debate at Benton Harbor High School Auditorium, September 29th, 6 p.m. It's going to be moderated by James Gunter. Anything else? What else do you want to talk about that? Just want to give James a quick plug. He's the executive director of Present Pillars, a 501c3 in Benton Harbor. That's doing doing great work work around fatherhood, specifically black men, and what it means and how that, in my opinion, is so important with the violent adjacent work that I do Hmm. when it comes to gun violence and how we know that that is a crucial point for a lot of boys that are growing up to have a father figure in their life and how he talks about keeping the family unit together. And recently he and I had a conversation that was mind opening to me that there are so many men who want to be in their child's life who them and the mother of their child may have separated but they want to be there but they don't feel like they're deserving because they don't feel like they make enough they don't feel like they have the educational opportunity they don't feel like they're emotionally ready to take on that child so if i'm out of their life it's better they'll be better off And what he's trying to do is reverse engineer that thinking and really put those men back at the forefront of the conversation, connecting them to resources, making sure they feel supported, just like we support the mother through pregnancy Mm -hmm. and childbirth. And I think that is a beautiful thing. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so optimistic about the future of Benton Harbor, because there are people taking this so seriously that we're getting surgically down to the levels of what are the socioeconomic factors that create a city like Benton Harbor and how can we unwind that and unlock the resources of the federal and state government to help propel the city forward. I think we're in a good place. Uh, thank you for putting together this important discussion. Again, that, that forum's going to be September 29th. Uh, how many people are you ready for? And do they have to register in advance? They do not have to register in advance. Walk into the Benton Harbor High School PAC. The auditorium mm-hmm. will be open. It can hold a lot of people. We are ready for the community to show up. Right. We have already got 70 plus people who have just responded on the Facebook link and we are actively calling through the city, inviting people directly to come. We're going to be doing some door to door canvassing about it. We're going to have, you know, some signage at events and things like that. So we're ready for it. We think it's going to be a great night. And I think it's going to be a great time even for people who don't live in the city of Benton Harbor to come and hear these questions and hear some of the candidate responses that I think will shock you. I think a lot of people think about these things very deeply. And one of the things I'm the most interested to hear is the juxtaposition between people who are challenging incumbents Mm. and incumbents Mm -hmm. on what they see as the future of the city. And then how, no matter who shakes out this election, how all of us can get on board with continuing to move the city forward and not taking an election win or loss to heart. 
right? I ran for state representative back in 2020. It feels like a lifetime ago now, <laughs> but I didn't give up after that race, yeah. right? It was, a, it was a learning moment. It taught me a lot about government, about politics, about the way all this works. And I want to continue to espouse that people should run for office. Whether you win or lose, it helps the public discourse. Yeah, save us a seat at the table, a press seat for WSJM.com. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you putting that together. We're talking with uh, Berrien County Commissioner Shokui Pitchford. A couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have time? Uh, yeah, yeah. Orchards Mall. We, we t- we've talked about it. We, uh, I guess over the summertime, uh, we had a great time talking about seagulls. And then somebody <laughs> corrected us and said, no, they're not seagulls. They're, they're just gulls. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't know if they came from the sea or not. But right. uh, regardless, the gulls are now gone. Uh, they've been apparently chased away by those sonic devices that you mm-hmm. helped orchestrate yeah. uh, a deal to put them on there. Uh, so the gulls are gone, but also gone is the post office, <laughs> uh, which used to be there as well. So what's the, status, what's the status yeah. of thinking about... Uh, what's happening with Orchards Mall? It's got, I think, one business remaining. Thank you for the question, Ken. It is going to be the defining issue of my time on the county commission, I think. It is the biggest issue to me right now. The Orchards Mall, just think about what it would mean to economically develop that space, not just for Benton Township, but for Berrien County overall. That corridor is, so many people go by on 94. Absolutely. We have an unprecedented opportunity, and I don't think it's lost on anyone in the conversation. I think what we're dealing with right now is government, business, partnerships, moving things together, inflation, supply chain. It's all a problem. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things I'm trying to do, and I think one of the unique abilities that a county commissioner has is to convene, to bring different groups and people together. That's why I spend so much time in Lansing, because I know there are resources available to help with this issue. And I don't want it to fall on the people of Benton Township. I don't want it to fall on Berrien County. I know this is going to be a big economic development project and bringing people together right now is what I see myself doing, but we've got a road ahead of us. I came in very, very strong, very fiery, and that's just who I am. But I always think to get a conversation started, that's what you have to do. You have to draw some lines in the sand. One of the first things I called for was the condemnation of that building. And I remember getting a call from this organization. <laughs> like, what did you just say? What, what, was, what was that at that county commission meeting? Yeah. And here we are, you know, nine months later, the conversation is still going. And the thing that I am the most proud of is that the conversation has not gone away. Right. We're continuing to have conversations. Kathy Yates and I talk very frequently about this issue. There are meetings on the calendar about this, trying to move this issue forward. And I think people should keep an eye out, but also understand the public discourse around this is not lost on us either. Right. Right. You see anything about the mall, people want it torn down. They think it's a seagull sanctuary. Yep. <laughs> yep. So we get it. We understand that there's also an element where whatever development plan happens also has to be amenable to what the people want. Right. Because they're at the end of the day, the ones that are going to peruse, they're going to shop, they're going to do whatever it is to do at this new location when the Orchards Mall is renovated. Because I do still think whether it's this owner, another owner, whatever ends up happening here, we are going to see progress at that location. I just, I want the community to know that we hear them and we see that we have to also keep in mind that people are kind of tired of what is happening there right now. And I think that has been my biggest wake up point was when I started the conversations around the Orchards Mall and I started the conversations about what does it mean to economically redevelop that area? It also branched out a little bit more, right? Think about the cross section over by Goodwill coming from Best Buy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a traffic study there. 
because that is a very strange place. It is a weird spot. You yeah. can turn left, you can turn right. There's no stoplight. There's one, a couple stop signs. There's like five ways you can go through yeah, it. It's mm -hmm. tough. Go down the road back the same way. You have the intersection there by Walmart and Planet mm -hmm. Fitness. I think that road needs to be looked at because this is starting to be a conversation of Benton Township could have massive economic development there. And what does that mean as a county commissioner for Kathy Yates as a township supervisor, for our state rep, Joey Andrews, who's been a part of the conversations? What does it mean for us to marshal our resources together to figure out what to do there? Yeah, the uh, Orchards, model, uh, Orchards Mall owner going to be a part of the conversation. I mean, I think the biggest thing that a lot of the uh, government, quasi-government, public-private leaders have, have found is they're all talk, they're no action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are they going to be part of it? We hope so. What has become apparent is what you just said. There is a ideology, there is a thought process. And what it is on the business side, I can't speak to, Ken. I don't know what some of the bottom line numbers might be, what some spreadsheets and budgets may say about what is viable there or not. What I do know is... When, I'm, when I drive past the Orchards Mall, yeah. right. it breaks my heart every single time. Sure. Because growing up, my family had a business there. I grew up in that, in that mall. I know so many people who said, you, the who's who of yeah. like high school mm -hmm. was who was at the Orchards Mall, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's not lost on me that the ownership needs to do a much better job here. The plans that were given, I thought were good plans. Brought them to Township. Township had questions. They had concerns. They had things that they wanted. There wasn't a whole lot of... I'm coming into a situation where there's some feelings that already existed before I got there. <laughs> yeah. And out of respect for everyone, a part of it, making sure all of those concerns are addressed and met is really important. Because Township, for a long time, it felt like we've reached out. We've tried this process. Mm -hmm. We've tried to work with these developers or these owners, and it just didn't happen. So I know that part of my job as a convener is to continue to have that conversation, but also not to be naive. Yeah. Right. At a certain point, there is there's a level in which other actions have to be taken in order to move forward. Yeah. You may not see the outcome you want when you start a conversation, but if you didn't start the conversation, we know what would happen. Right. Nothing. Right. You know, there's so many people that were just kind of saying giving up on that and looking the other way. And you did what you said makes a lot of sense of saying, hey, no, this this could happen. We could do something here. And you you did what you wanted it to really happen was let's start that conversation up again. Let's right. ramp that up again. You jump started it again. And like you said, it's still going on. The forward progress may not be where it is right now, where hey, you want it to be. we got the seagulls, man. Hey. But you got the seagulls. <laughs> That's right. Hey, that is still yet to be seen. We'll see what happens in the spring. All right. So, uh, Barry County Commissioner Joe Quay Pitchford, thank you so much for joining us. You're also not only with uh, the commission, but Barry and Forward, and you've got the Future of Benton Harbor debate coming up again. That is September 29th, Benton Harbor High School Auditorium at 6 p.m. Looking forward to that. That's going to be thank fun. You, Ken. Can thank people you, add questions if they want to, if, if people in the community have some questions, can they send that to you? Yes. In any way? So, we're working out the official process right now yeah. because of how many people we think are going to be there. Sure. But I think what yeah. we're going to do is we're going to have on every seat a place to write down a question and then someone will collect them during the intermission and try to get and then try to get to as many as we can okay that's awesome that's thank good you stuff. thanks for coming in this morning thank you for having me appreciate it thank you